Good day. Welcome to Last Mash. This is Luther. I appreciate you tuning in. Wanted to share on the broadcast today on the podcast. Wanted to talk about the testing of our faith. Uh, we could refer to this as God's university for life, um, the school of hard knocks. But over in the book of James, wanted to read you a few scripture and then take off in a few points that I wanted to make about the trying of our faith. James 1, James talks about our faith. He says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. Verse 12, I'll skip over. It says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. I wanted to bring out three things from this book of James. Talk about our faith and the trying of our faith and the hardships that we face in life. I know in, in America and across the world, uh, but in America, and I know I have many listeners across the world, which surprises me, but I'm grateful for those around the world who listen. But in America, um, we're, we're a Christian nation. I know some may uh, argue with that or disagree with that. Um, but I want to talk specifically to Christians in America. Uh, I believe we're at a time where uh, the trial of our faith uh, is truly being tested individually. I've seen a lot of people in recent uh, days uh, that some are falling away and some are getting stronger. And I've kind of wondered, you know, what is the difference? Well, James talks about our faith and the trying of our faith. He talks, number one, about the purpose of our faith, the purpose of the trying of our faith. And as James talks here, he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Now, let's understand right off the bat, God allows testings in our life. This word temptation uh, is uh, a test to develop. Satan tempts to destroy, but God tests to develop. And God allows things to come into our lives that our faith would be tested to be developed. We don't have troubles and trials just for the sake of troubles and trials. God has a purpose in our life. Genuine faith must be tested to prove that it's genuine. I go back over to Genesis 22 when God told Abraham, take thy son, thy only son, and to a place and offer him there. And the Bible says that uh, Abraham lit out. He, he just followed what God said. He had no idea where he was going, but he knew he had to offer his only son up for a sacrifice. And when, when he got there, and uh, the Bible says many things about that, that typology of Jesus Christ going up Mount Calvary, 
and being the substitutionary sacrifice for the sins of the world. But when they got to the top and um, Abraham drew that knife back to slay his son. Now, this is a testing of the Old Testament. God tested Abraham, the friend of God. And when he drew back, the angel of the Lord said, Stop, stop, do the lad no harm. And then God said, Now I know. Well, you see, God knew from the beginning what Abraham would do all the way through that test. But God wanted to prove to Abraham the strength of, of his own faith in trusting God. And by the way, that was Abraham's last test. Abraham passed the test. But you see, genuine faith must be tested. And it's not just for uh, God to know. God knows, but God wants us to know that our faith is genuine. God wants us to know that our faith is real and our faith towards Him. Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We're strengthened by the Word of God because it's God's Word given to us. And as we read and we study and we pray, our faith gets strengthened. But it's those trials that puts the fire to our faith. And when the fire is put to our faith, uh, James talks about it coming forth as pure gold. God tries our faith. You know, I don't, I don't imagine when he says here, uh, count it all joy, I can't think of anyone, including myself, who's gotten joy from trials, gotten joy from suffering, gotten joy from anything uh, of adverse, adverse effect that's going against you in your life. I can't think of anyone who's had joy in that. And I don't think as a Christian we need to have a pretentiousness about ourselves to say, well, it's okay, I'm, I'm going through the fire, you know, we're going through this pandemic, but it's okay. Well, you see, I don't believe God expects us to, to, to just deceive our own hearts to say, well, I'm, I'm ecstatic that things are going on. But it produces down the road a joy in our life because why? The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. It's not that we've revealed how much we love God, but God has revealed to us in our heart how much He loves us by the testing of our faith. And as our faith is strengthened and our faith is growing and we know God more, we walk closer with Him, we understand a little bit more because we've grown in grace and knowledge. How do we get, how do we get knowledge? We go through things. God reveals Himself to us. God manifests himself in ways that we could not know if he did not allow our faith to be tested. But there's a purpose that God has which proves our faith is genuine. And it proves to us, it strengthens us, it encourages us, it helps us, and it produces joy when we get through that trial. But genuine faith must be tested, and God allows the test to prove that it's genuine. Let me say number two, it produces patience. He says in these verses, knowing this, that the trial of your faith worketh patience, but patience, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Knowing this, when you go through the most horrific thing, and, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, in my life, 
I, I've actually prayed, Lord, please don't let me go through any more stuff. I just can't handle it. You know, but it seems in the life of a Christian or in my life, and I've been pastoring quite a few years and I've seen quite a few people and you going through things and as a pastor you take on those burdens, you just can't help it. You know, you you see people suffering and you, you know, are burdened. But but you you learn when he says knowing this. When you go through so many things, you begin to understand and you know. What do you know? Well, listen, I'm going to tell you, you can't shake my faith that I'm saved. I, I know the Lord. There is no way on, on this earth you're going to tell me that I'm not saved. You know by things you go through. Well, when I was first saved, uh, April 15th of 1985, I, I didn't know Genesis from Revelation and nothing in between. But as I learned through the years and went through things, I remember once a, a, a young fella, and I was young myself, I got saved whenever I was 17, but a young fella over a few years, whenever I should have been uh, knowing a little more than I did, still didn't probably know anything, but he challenged me in my faith. And I got a little shook at that time, but as I began to walk with the Lord and begin to read and study and understand, I become to know this, knowing this. You know, God wants us to know. God wants us to know that He's with us. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Uh, Matthew 28, He says, I'll go with you all the way even until the end. You see, God wants us to know. And when you get a confidence in your soul that you know the Lord and He knows you, it's unshakable. But he wants you to know this. The trying of your faith is producing something. It's producing patience in your life. It's producing patience in my life. The trials are not just because God don't like you. The trials are not just because you know God has forsaken you. The trials in our life produces patience. We need to know that God's working in our life. Romans 8, 28. And we know all things work together for the good to them who love God and are the called according to His purpose. You see, God has a purpose for every Christian. Every person that He has saved and, and the Holy Spirit has baptized us into the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit indwells us. We have a perfect salvation. We have a perfect Holy Spirit. We have a perfect Word of God. And we need to know that what's happening in our life, these things can't shake us. These things cannot uh, make us trip and stumble. Now, yes, we will stumble, but He wants us to know that there's a purpose. And it produces patience. Patience doesn't come by us asking God for patience. Now, I don't advise anybody to ask God for patience. People ask God for patience, and He gave them problems. And they said, well, Lord, I don't want the problems. He says, well, you prayed for patience, so I'm giving you problems. You see, the things in our life produces patience. The trials that come, the sufferings that come, the disappointments, the heartaches, it produces patience. And if you jump on over and you read where He says, um, um, 
Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall uh, receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. God has a purpose in our lives to prove our faith, and it's to prove it to us and to strengthen it. And he produces patience in the trials and the sufferings. In fact, if I can flip over here to Romans 5 and see Paul made a comment By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulations worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So the trials, the sufferings that we go through, some, some things are just common to man. You know, the things that happen to us. You know, we're in this world. We're a part of this world in essence of we're flesh and bone. We're subject to the things that go on. But you see, God uses these things to produce patience. And with patience comes experience. And with experience comes hope. The man out there who doesn't know Jesus, the waves of this life are flooding his boat and taking him under. He has no hope. But for the Christian, we can know through experience. We can know that we have hope. I have hope that no matter what I face, and boy, I tell you, over these 50 plus years of my life, I would never have made it without the Lord. And even today, the things that that we go through, but it produces some experience. You experience what? Experience the hand of God. You experience uh, the, the personal intimacy, if you will, with the Lord and you know his presence, and you know that the things happening in your life are not willy-nilly. It's not because God doesn't like you. In fact, Paul wound up with the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. God's love through experience, through trials. Now, it's, it almost seems a little counterproductive, you know, that we learn God's love through trials and tribulations. You see, God's school is not for the man who don't who who is who is lost and of this world. He don't understand it. She don't understand it. But for the child of God, we get it. We understand. You see, God's economy ain't this economy of the world. God's ways aren't the ways of this world. Our purpose in our life is a much loftier higher purpose and it's God's purpose and it's God working in our life. Paul talked about here the root and James is talking about the fruit. You see the root of our faith is the word of God and the fruit James is talking about is not works but faith 
that produces works, not works towards the law to keep the law or to earn your way to God, but a faith that produces a hope, a faith that produces a, a, a patience, a faith that produces love towards our fellow man, towards our enemies, and I ain't there yet, but it produces the love of God shed abroad in our hearts. And he talked here in James about it produces a program for the future. So we have the purpose, it proves our faith, produces patience, number two, and number three, program for the future. David, as he came to the older, older man, um, perhaps in the, uh, I don't know, maybe he was looking out the, 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 the castle towards the, the great desert and just lost in thought and got to thinking about all that God had brought him through and all God had done for him. And in Psalms 23, a man whose faith had stood the test, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. Psalms 23. To read Psalms 23, you don't take away that there's a, a man who's inexperienced, a man who doesn't know God, a man who hasn't walked with God. To read Psalms 23, you get the understanding that there's some certainty, there's some surety in that chapter. As David wrote, the Lord is my shepherd, David stood the test of his faith. And he's telling us, you can trust the Lord, you can count on the Lord. The Apostle Paul was really tested. As he wrote to the Galatians, I don't want to hear anything else. He said, I bear in my body the marks. You see, he went through some trials. He went through some testings. And when he came to the end of his life, life 2 Timothy, uh, the end of 4, I believe, he says, I have finished my course. He said, I have kept the faith. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord himself shall give unto me. Not only to me, but to all them that love him. There is a program for the future in what God does in our trials and our testings. It's beyond what we see. And as he Ended in verse 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Blessed is the man who endureth testings. When we're tested, God develops us. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Now this is not a crown of life for salvation. You see, we get, 
When we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, God gives us the gift of his son, the gift of salvation. It's a free gift, not of works, lest any man should boast. God gives us salvation through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, what Jesus did at Calvary for us. When we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and we confess our sin of unbelief and we receive Jesus, God gives us salvation. You see, what he's talking about here is not the crown for salvation. He's talking about the crown of life. He's saying in our lives, in fact, let me see if I can uh, further illustrate this. I just thought about it here. Revelation chapter 2, if I can remember. Um, Fear none of these things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you in prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Now, this crown of life is not salvation, because salvation comes, like I said, through faith and trusting and receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. God gives us salvation. But Paul even talked about it in 1 Corinthians 3, about our rewards, about our uh, wood, hay, and stubble, and our, our, our works being tried by fire. Jesus is saying here, the, the message to this church, uh, that ye may be tried, ye shall have tribulation in days. Be thou faithful unto death. So you see, we learn faithfulness through the trials and temptations. And he said, James says, blessed is the man. Let me go back over here to James. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, testings, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. You see, there's a reward when we get to heaven. There's a crown that we could receive for just being faithful. Just trust in God in the times of testing, in the trials of life. Just trust God through the testings and the trials. And the graduation of God's school of hard knocks, God's university, if you will. One of these days, we get to heaven, and God gives us the rewards that we have literally earned by faith. He will reward our faith. Now, I reiterate, we're not working our way to heaven. When Jesus says to the church in Revelation, he's not talking about working your way to heaven and enduring until the end and you'll be saved. No, 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 no. Salvation is only received one way. That's through Jesus Christ and believing and receiving Him. You can't earn your way to heaven. But there is a crown of life, a crown of righteousness, which we can receive from trusting the Lord. Now the devil will try to tempt us every day. He'll try to, he'll try to tempt us so that we can uh, lose our testimony, lose our reward. Uh, it, it's the old, the old saying, uh, Satan will bring you to a mud puddle. Uh, you'll see your reflection in it. He'll come behind you and kick you in it into the mud puddle and then trample on you to keep you in the mud puddle. When you finally get out, you feel dirty and you feel guilty.
You see, the devil, he's much, much wiser than we are, and we're no match for him. But if we'll stay close to the Lord and understand a few things, God loves us, God will test our faith, but our faith is to be proven. Proven to who? Proven to us that we get stronger. And when we get through these trials and testings, we have patience. Patience produces hope, and hope produces that love of God and experience in our heart with Him. Don't be disheartened. God is with us, and God is doing a work in each Christian's life. And you see, we will look back in, in uh, a matter of years or time and just see how much stronger we are as a Christian and how much more we know Him and how far we've come. And we'll be thankful for everything in God's infinite wisdom that He's allowed us to go through.